Justin, it's 6 p.m. I'm wearing a sweater and jeans. This is the most, like, business casual episode of Hitbox ever. Like, everyone, like, you know, we, we took the jackets off. We took the suit jackets off. This is like a work retreat. You know what I mean? You're you're here Wait. in your, your vest and button-up shirt. What's that? Yeah, but do you normally, do you normally wear, like, a suit to podcast? Yeah, you know that. You see it every yeah. week. Oh, you're right. Yeah, you forget the suit. Yeah. Um, no, I'm just. I'm saying like this is the classy. This is like a fireside chat. You know what I mean? You and me. Mm-hmm. Like. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. It's it's a it's a like a work retreat where like in the evening like we're all getting together to like, you know, do like a team building exercise. We're all gonna play like Jenga together, but it's one of those Jenga games that has um like like words of affirmation written on the bottom. I don't know if that's oh, that's just really made kind. It up. But it'll That'd be, be a like, fun game, though. It's like a like a like a truth you have to share. But they're all like positive truths. Or it's they're not like, like I'll take it out. Like right, I'll take it out, and it'll say like, give this to someone who's the best co-host in the whole world. And I'd like look around and be like, well, Justin, you're gonna ha- you're gonna I'm giving this to you. And w- would that be because we're the only ones playing the game? Uh, no, I mean like, <laughs> no, what, no. <laughs> And then, like, you uh. take out another one, and it says, like, take your shirt off. And it's like, oh, fuck, this is Strip Django. We messed this up. <laughs> <laughs> That's the wrong, wrong party, wrong party. Yeah, yeah, right. I do, so you, you, you having been a camp counselor, have yeah. a, t- a slew of, like, team-building icebreakers, correct? I do, I do. What is, what is your favorite, most effective, I guess those two, favorite and most effective team-building? Oh, okay, like, team-building or just, like, a like word game like killing time stuff i would i would say like if you have a you you could answer both of those like is it like a team building game that you think is like a good way to work on teamwork um it's been a minute so like like, i'm trying to think here let me circle back around to it because okay i will tell you this the way to captivate the minds of children like, it's so easy to do with this one thing. And in fact, when I worked with you at the high school uh, with, with the speech kids, um, I would do this thing um, when we had to kill time at state, when I would be working with the kids who were like not like supposed to be focusing on stuff. That we were just like hanging out um, where basically I, I'm going to say this this like phrase and uh, it's going to be about making rice. And you are going to have to determine whether or not the batch of rice that I'm making is good or bad. And there's, um, once you get it, you get it. And once you don't, you don't. So we're not going to go through this whole rigmarole, Justin, of you trying to figure this out. So I'll, I'll give it to you, like, what you would sound like regularly, and then I'll tell you what happens. Okay, got it. So are you listening? I'm, I'm ready. Okay. Rice, rice, rice. I'm going to make some rice. Is it good rice? Is it bad rice? I'm going to make some rice. So what it, did you think that was good rice or bad rice that I'm making? I think it, you, you're making some good rice. It, that was good rice. Okay. Okay. How about this one? Rice, rice, rice. I'm gonna make some rice. Is it good rice? Is it bad rice? I'm gonna make some rice. Wait, that is bad rice. No, that that was bad rice. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Did you get it? Do you have it? Probably not. I, do do it you one guessing? more time. Do it one more time. Okay. You listening? Yes. Okay. Rice, rice, rice. I'm going to make some rice. Is it good rice? Is it bad rice? I'm going to make some rice. Yeah, it's good rice. It was good rice. Okay. Yeah. Do you get it? Yeah. Uh, is it, I'm, are you, do you say, can I ruin it for everyone? Yes, please do. 
Do, do you start off with, are you listening? So if you, yeah, if you say like any sort of like, like permeation of like, are you all listening or like, are you guys ready or like whatever. Um, and so what's great about that is kids will spend hours. <laughs> like, wait, 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 wait. And then cause all it takes is one kid to get it. You yeah. know what I mean? And, and like they, you, they just have to trust that you're like, it's not random. You know what I mean? Like there yeah, is a rule yeah. to it. And once one kid gets it, like you either get it or you don't, you know what I mean? And then, um, they will start like, like you listen to me, right? Right. right and they'll do it. it. It's, it's captivating a group of children for hours. I promise have, you. Have you ever played that game when like someone like, cause I would think most of the time if someone gets it, they want to play along. They don't just yes. ruin it for other people. They never do. do. Yeah. That's the amazing part about those kind of games. See, when you started that story, yeah. I thought you were going to say, what is a good water alternate in rice? And I was thinking this could be a whole like a whole tasting show. And we had a guess. I, we either had to like guess what would be good or we'd have to guess what the liquid was. A water alternative for rice? Like yeah, so, cook okay. rice in? All right. So listen up. So no, I'm just kidding. Um, okay, so, it's bad rice. <laughs> it's bad rice. <laughs> so no. So like I often when I'm like cooking rice and I'm making soup, I'll put mm-hmm. like vegetable stock or chicken stock instead of water oh, okay. when I, I make see, the rice. I so like if you did something like replace the water with something like orange juice, mm, like mm. would that be good or bad? Could you tell? Would you be able to guess that it was orange juice beforehand? Let me say this. I think on its own that might be a little tough. Like an orange ju- like an orange juice rice combo. <laughs> but I'm but I'm thinking that like given the proper context, given the proper dish, I don't think I hate it. I mean, you know, like, like if like an orange peel chicken sort of dish, like, yeah, it would be like you could do it with Kool-Aid, too. Mm, you could do it with milk, turn it into horchata. Oh, my God. And then like I, that, I think, you know, either this could be a fun thing for us to do or this is something that the good mythical morning people listen to and be like, that's an episode right there. So do noted, with, it's 12, 18 son. Yeah. 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 I like yeah. this idea. Me and my roommate but, decided that uh, we're going to start doing it once a month. Just we're going to make fucking burger atrocities. Okay. So, like, I had this idea for a Christmas burger where, <laughs> you, <laughs> where you take, you take um, like, a burger patty, like ground beef, you know what I mean? And yeah. you, you form it into the patty, but yeah. inside the patty, you've got, like, crushed up, um, uh, uh, like, candy cane. And then, like, you toast the bun and use, like, snickerdoodle, like, sugar and, and cinnamon, like, on it. I don't think that could, <laughs> that it all fits together minus the meat. <laughs> I don't even know. Like, I think that might be all right. Like, I think burger, like ground beef is such a versatile. Yeah, you could just food. really just put a lot of like synonym in it. Because I was thinking like too, like a dessert burger. We were, we talked about this for like, I'm not kidding, like an hour and a half. Um, like a good dessert burger. In, wait, I'm going to say this and we do have to talk about video games. Because uh, <laughs> this is, it's just like two intros in one. Um, a dessert burger where you do just like, you know, your bread and your burger patty and then a waffle fry and a scoop of vanilla bean ice cream mm. and then just, like i don't think that's bad like i think that the wa- like the fry and the ice cream go well together and i think that yeah. the burger is just like a neutral enough food that like there's some savory to it right but like you mix it uh, yeah. with just a little bit of sweet and i think it's all right yeah yeah i like that idea let's do it ice cream sandwich burger so if you were gonna, never mind. <laughs> can't, we can't do more. We can't do more. Say vibes.
on everyone welcome back to hitbox a video game show i promise my name is peter hunt spitek and joining me as always is the best co-host in the entire world according to a jango block that i made up justin magovich <laughs> how are you justin i'm doing fantastic it is officially uh i guess when we're recording this tomorrow is my first official day of winter break mm. One of the perks of being an educator is you get like two weeks off during Christmas, Christmas, the Christmas holiday. Sorry, the holiday season, because it's not you got to say holiday season because there's a lot of holidays. That a happen. lot of holidays in there. A lot of holidays during this. So you get the holiday season off, which includes New Year's, which forevermore is going to include my wedding. And that's happening. New Year's Eve. Is Was that like when you when it came time to like pick a date for that? How intentional was New Year's Eve, or was it just like, well, we'll both have it off forever? Like, you know what I mean? I, that's definitely part of it. I mean, the, for a teacher, the option would be not like either you would do it in the summer or you sure. would do it like over a break. Um, and like w the first wedding we went to was a New Year's wedding. And it was wonderful. Like you're just around people and it was like a good time. You're always yeah. looking for something to do. So that kind of like contributed to it, but it does in fact help that we are off for it. Sure, so, sure. you know, the lead up to it, I, I don't know how regular people do it who aren't educators. <laughs> Cause there's like a lot of like little things you got to do and a lot of like, like meetings you have to have and phone calls you got to have. So like for both of us to be able to be off for it has been great. Sure. Um, sure. So I don't, I don't, there are a lot of bad things about teaching, getting your holidays off. Not one of them. I uh, I can imagine that. Well, Justin, I look forward to in two weeks' time, you will be, first of all, Mr. Justin Makovich for the first Ooh. time in your life. Uh, <laughs> well, wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> and also, like, I look forward to our episode because I know we'll just, you'll have so much time to play video games. Oh, yeah. I'll be, it'll, be, it'll be filled with video games. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Speaking of video games, it is a thing we talk about on the show, believe it or not. It's not just burgers and what was the other thing we we're talking about? <laughs> There's another food uh, thing in there. Team team building. Team but building. I guess that, oh, rice. And rice. Yeah, and rice. Like rice Burgers, rice, and team building. That's the title. Yeah, there you go. Uh, no, we we're talking about video games. Here's a quick preview of the news. Horizon multiplayer game has been official, uh, officially confirmed. Uh, a Death Stranding movie is in the works, being produced by Kojima himself, and Spider-Man 2 gets a release window. We are going to be talking about all of that and more on our show today. In a little bit, before we move on, just want to give you a quick reminder to uh, join us on Discord. The link to our server is in the description. I know we've been saying it for a few weeks about Twitter lighting itself on fire, um, but it is continuously happening, and they're <laughs> cracking. Do you see this? They're cracking down on people sharing links to other websites. So, I mean, so uh... like what I'm trying to say is like we could talk about that for fucking eight hours, but um if we stop being able to share links to our show, uh, Twitter will just disappear as a way for <laughs> us to contact people. So join us on our Discord. Yeah, we need we need a what was that other like social media app that people were jumping to? I saw right, a bunch for Hive and Math. Uh, yeah, Hive and Mastodon. I think. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. The join the us. Only, the only thing I'm trying to put Mastodon is this fucking hot dog. Ah, Midwestern accent. Yeah. Uh, but go ahead and join us on Discord. If Twitter does go up in flames, we'll regroup there. It'll be like it'll be like meet us in the Discord to figure out where where what's going on. Um, you can support us on Patreon at Patreon.com/slash/HitboxPod. Become a producer of the show or a deluxe podcast producer like Jay Noel, like Dave Parker. 
in addition to uh, just feeling satisfaction for supporting some some creators like us, uh, you do get an additional 30-minute bonus episode every single week. There is, I think, between 10 and 15 hours of additional bonus content on there for those uh, producers. So if you're looking for something to do and got $3 that are just burning a hole in your pocket, go ahead and hit us up there. If not, no worries. Follow us on Twitter at Pod for as long as that's around. Give us a follow on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, however you listen to this. Give us a rating on there as well. But if you're not feeling that, I'm not your dad. Do whatever you want. Justin, you want to talk about the, the most recent games that came out? Metacritic Roundup? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Okay, great. <laughs> Metacritic Roundup. Two things in the Metacritic Roundup for this week. Let's start with a smaller one here. Black Tail. This is a first person um, kind of like it's not a survival game, but it's like an just saying like action adventure feels so like. General, you're using like a bow and arrow. To fight off monsters. It's like the story of the Baba Yaga and whether you're going to be bad or good. Um, seems interesting enough. A small, like, bite sized indie game. This has an 80 on Metacritic on PC um, and a 75 on the PlayStation 5 and is an unscored on the Xbox Series X, although it is releasing on all three of those platforms. Um, Justin, what do you think? I think this game looked kind of interesting. Um, looking at it, like you basically play like a witch who's trying to prove your your innocence by by doing witchcraft. It seems, <laughs> and you can either choose to do good or bad witchcraft in the game. Um, so uh, I think there is like a lot of like story based choices you can make about how you want to do it, but it also seems like really kind of goofy in a weird way. Like I don't know what the vibe of the game is based off like the trailers and previews of it because it, it obviously you know you're a witch with an evil voice inside of your head trying to like tell you to do bad things, but then you're talking to like like mushrooms that are like telling you to kill people yeah. and then other mushrooms are telling you not to kill people. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, but I think it lo- it's, it just seems to be a lot. And like, I think it, there's a lot of crafting elements in it as well. Yeah. Um, I was uh, looking at some uh, like previews of it and they were saying how um, if you're a bad witch, your combat skills are better. But if you're a good witch, your crafting skills are better. So there's different ways to go about playing the game. Um, and it really seems to be kind of like, I think scoring pretty well, all things considered, uh, based on what people are saying, um, dual shockers, for instance, uh, gave it a 9.8 and they say a beautiful touching piece of work that's bound to stick with you long after you finish it. Blacktail is a world worth getting lost in. Um, and uh, just a quick note about this. There's not that that many reviews. The PC has seven uh, reviews currently on Metacritic, and the PS5 has five um, uh, different uh, reviews for it. Um, the gamer on the opposite end of the spectrum gave it a six out of ten, saying, My time with Blacktail was frustrating, not because it was a pain to play or the writing was awful, but because there's a strong game buried underneath some strained design decisions and disappointing performance issues. If you have the patience to see past some petty major flaws, then you might. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a yeah. that's a stupid phrase that's a stupid phrase then you might get some enjoyment out of Blacktail it's one to skip for the rest of you though and that's a real shame so I mean this is like the I think looks like one of the first games the studio has released the Parasite Studio um, so this is you know 
a beautiful looking first attempt, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, hey, if you've got some people saying that this is like fantastic in a world worth getting uh, lost in, as you said, or rather, as Dual Shocker said, what kind of what, who, what even is that website? Who, uh, who, who, never, who never even heard of who, it. Who, who um, know that in this <laughs> in this call right now? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but hey, I, I think that yeah, you're you're absolutely right that. A good, a good first attempt here. Although it was published by Focus Entertainment, and they, um, they've got a lot going on. Recently, um, they published Evil West. They've got Atomic Heart coming in February. Um, they published, oh, they published Plague Tale Requiem on PC. Um, look at you, Focus look Entertainment. Look, they, they are focused on a good year. You know wow, what I mean? Wow, <laughs> Justin, I loved that. I loved it. <laughs> Let's talk about high on life, dude. Um, man, let's talk about that high on yeah, life game, man. High on life. Uh, so on Xbox Series X, it has a 61, and on the PC, it has a 67. Not a high scorer, this one, which I'm a little Ironic. surprised by. Oh, that low, hey, low low on life. You know what I mean? Well, more like low on uh, good review scores. No. Oh, ouch. Uh, so. High on Life, this is the um, next game, the most recent game from Squanch Studios. They are, um, or Squanch Games, excuse me. They are, it's a studio co-founded by Justin Roiland of Rick and Morty fame. Um, I think he does both the voices for Rick and Morty. Um, and he does the voice for um, one of the main characters in this. And I think he did a lot of the writing for this and, and all that. What, um, but... This is a that first. It's a first-person shooter. I think we talked about it a little bit last week. I think because I played mm-hmm. some of it by then. Um, I was to be honest. These scores are a little low for what I was expecting. I figured that people who um, are Rick and Morty fans would be like head over heels for this. It seems like within those sorts of fans, um, that, I guess that community, it seems to be a little bit more split, um, which is surprising to me, just given the fact that people who like this sort of thing i think really like this sort of thing you know what i mean yeah and i mean it seems like just in general to the the amount of critic uh scores are pretty low uh like reviews are pretty like there's not that that many of them mm-hmm. uh, for a game like this there are 17 on pc uh and then we look at the xbox and there are 17 so 17 on both but this this falls into the line of looking at meta score versus user score and both the pc and the xbox series x reviewed versions um are scoring pretty high with the user score 8.2 for the xbox series x and a a 7.7 for the um, pc so to me that tells you that there's there's some kind of disconnect and i think it really does come down to some of that humor um just not hitting well and it's like it's like there's like two as there's two aspects of this game that i think a lot of the reviews are hitting it's either you're not vibing with the comedy or you're vibing with the comedy or you're the gameplay is too simple or the gameplay is like the perfect kind of like simple (laughs) gameplay you know it's one of those things for me where like if you don't like the comedy then i don't think you'll like this game because it's not a very good game like in terms mm-hmm. of being a shooter, like I think it's actually like a pretty weak shooter. Um, so like for me, if the comedy doesn't work for you, then there's really nothing here for you. Does that make sense? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Game Informer gave it a 58 and said, despite multiple shortcomings and my general aversion to the game's writing, High on Life has occasional glimmers of potential. I like to see a sequel polish and improve upon this foundation. I'm always itching for more creative takes on shooters, but High on Life is a reminder that different doesn't always mean good. So if you like, you played through this game, right, to mm-hmm. completion? Yep. Um, how would you think about, like, rating it? What are your general issues with it? Like... What do you think? I don't think it's very funny. There, there is one joke that I laughed out loud actually pretty hard at. Uh, I'm not going to spoil it uh, because it's like it's in the like critical path. It's towards the end. Um, and again, like I think it's just a really good joke. Um, but I, 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 it feels like sometimes they like they're so afraid of like letting there be anything that speaks for itself that you just have to constantly be talking. I mean, there is just constant chatter and that's fine. Like you can turn that off. You can turn off like the frequent quips and whatever, but like, I assume you can't turn off the story dialogue because like it is, it is a game that feels really slow a lot of the times because in order to say anything, you have to get fucking Rick and Morty ass Kenny, your gun to, to talk for 35 seconds to say, like, I think we should go upstairs and go to bed. He'll be like, yeah, so I, I'm thinking that we're all really tired. And, and you know, like I just well, uh, or, uh, so like you got the bed upstairs and, and you could take 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 a little nap. And, and it's just like, come on, like, tell me what to do and I'll do it. Like, but this is just too much. Um, and, and yeah, like it had like I would say like a 10 percent hit rate with the jokes of me thinking that they're decent. There are some like funny bits, but uh, something that this game does that I think that um, a lot of comedy games do is they'll be like, oh, trailing mission. I hate that. And then it'll be like, uh, you'll do a trailing mission and it'll be like, the joke is trailing missions suck, you know, but you're making me do one. So like, at the end of the day, this joke of don't these suck is not that funny, actually. Yeah, there's not there, yeah. that's not in high on life. There's not a trailing mission. Um, but that like that sort of like joke is in there a lot about like, wow, this like <laughs> these enemies are really unvaried, huh? Like there's not a lot of enemy <laughs> variety, huh? And it's like, yeah, that's not a joke, though. Like, it's just true, you know. So overall, the gameplay, though, for you, where do you come down on it? Eh, mixed uh th- i thought the shooting was okay at first um but the enemy variety that they do add uh, i think is just not that fun uh, just not that interesting it's all like enemy it's like just very generic like okay you got the tiny little grunt dudes and then the bigger guys who take more hits and then you got the melee guys like it's it just the enemies are very bullet spongy in a way that i just don't think like it doesn't give the proper punch to a lot of the, the like weapons and stuff like that. Uh, there's one weapon that I think is just 100% useless. You get like this machine pistol that like, I truly don't know what the use case for it is <laughs> because it just does. It's like, doesn't deal enough damage to be, um, like effective, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't think it's a terrible game. I kind of thought I might like really, really hate it because of the dialogue and writing. I'm really not a fan of Rick and Morty, but for whatever reason, I didn't find this to be like that grating, but I also didn't find it to be like exceptional. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like I, I just, I need more to make me laugh than someone to be like, it's for someone to just be like, Oh fuck. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's not like a joke necessarily. You know what I mean? 
Well, I mean, a lot of uh, the Rick and Morty humor, too, comes from them just improving lines. Yeah. Um, and, like, a lot of the times, I'm sure this is like this in High on Life, you hear, like, the literal actors, like, giggling through it. <laughs> so there are – I don't know where this was said, but I think Justin Roiland said that with Rick and Morty, it's like 30% of it is written and then 70% of it is him doing improv stuff. Like, where, like, you know, the general, like, beat is, like, written out and whatever, and then he just sort of goes – I if you if you told me that this was the same way I'd 100% believe it because again like there's just so much rambling and so much like trying to figure out trying to like find where the scene ends and also like trying to find a joke here you know um but turns out he said that it was a lot more rigid with this and that it was more like 30% um improv and then 70% like written scripts I think but. I think I think what makes this kind of comedy so hard is that most of the time when you're doing this, you're alone in a, in a recording studio. It's not like you're with other people, like, sure. bouncing lines off each other. I'm pretty sure they weren't doing, like, God of War-type motion capture for this shit. You know <laughs> what I mean? Say, like, I'm sure not. that's not happening. And I think one of the things about improv and humor in general is to have that kind of feedback loop yeah. um, with other people and to play off other people. And that's why I think it can sometimes come off as rambling stuff. I, I, there, I, I agree there's a, a low hit rate for me on a lot of the Rick and Morty humor um and just like the dialogue itself and i don't think that is necessarily why rick and morty is funny i think a lot of the scenarios that they put these characters yeah, in are funny yeah. um and what about the this game and its scenarios how were those how did that story play out other than it's just kind of like quippy dialogue uh, yeah yeah i mean a similar thing like a lot of the humor comes from either you standing in a room with characters who are just talking like very like half-life, you know what I mean? Like cutscenes. Mm-hmm. Um, or you the guns are just talking to you. You know what I mean? There are there are a handful of like funny like physical comedy gags that happen. Um, there's one that I think is pretty good, but then the problem is like it, it's going to subvert something. Like like you think something's about to happen and then it doesn't. Um, and you're like, oh, that was kind of a, a neat subversion with the way that the game also used like uses the mechanics and the UI and everything like that. And then um, what happens is it just drops you into a just a big arena with bad guys. And it's like, oh, I was maybe hoping that this would have been more interesting than just like a shootout with the same guys we've been having a shootout with this whole time. But um, so it goes. I mean, I, I think like I said, I think I would probably recommend this to anyone who's like a fan of Rick and Morty. Um Especially it's on Game Pass, so like easy enough to to check it out for for free or you know, the cost of the subscription. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> but I would well, not say if I'm not paying for it directly, it's free. You know? Right. <laughs> I would say like if you are not I don't I don't think this is going to be the thing that convinces you to like Rick and Morty or like that sort of like style of writing, you know, because um, there's also like this problem, too, where like I in video games hate interrupting characters. Do you know what I mean? When it's like they're not done with their line. But you've gotten to the next objective or whatever. And so that happens a lot in this game where like because there's just so much dialogue being shot in a cannon in your face all the time. Like as soon as you go into a new room, like everyone has to comment on everything. And then you go into another room and like before they're done commenting, it's just it's a lot. Again and again. Yeah. 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 I to be honest, I get those feelings in God of War a little bit when I'm trying to explore like an open area. And it's like, oh, this big story. And I feel like they're yelling at me every time I like have to like go to do the objective because I don't have a 30 minute time period to listen to them talk all the time. So, yeah, I think that can be a little annoying. But um, yeah, I don't hate this game. 
It's just not great. <laughs> I, and I mean, you were talking about it. Like you said, it'd probably be like a seven or an eight. I think when we were talking about it first and to see it getting a 69, fuck you. You're ruining my fantasy <laughs> critic. I'm now stuck in third place. I, I'll say like, um, two things about it. I think it's first half is much, much stronger than it's second half. Um, because it's like people have been calling it like a Metroidvania and I guess it kind of is because each of the weapons has like an alternate fire that also sort of doubles as a traversal mechanic. So hmm. for example, the shotgun, which looks like a big frog, uh, voiced by, uh, what's his name? JB cool. <laughs> what's his name? Do you know what I'm talking about? I, and I think I know who you're talking about. Uh, cool. D- what am I, how am I going to Google this? JB cool was nothing. <laughs> I mean, you could just type in um, high on life into like IMDb. I'll, I'll get there. I got you. I got you. JB Smooth. JB Smooth, excuse me. Yeah. Um, he is uh, so like he has he's a shotgun. And then he also like his alternate fire is a um, big like circular saw blade that shoots out directly from in front of him and bounces off enemies. Um, or there are certain walls that you can shoot that into and then use that saw blade as like a platform to jump on. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's cool, like that stuff is cool, but um, there's only like three worlds in the game. Um, and so like when you first start it and you go to all the different worlds, you're like, whoa, this is like really awesome. And like, there's so much to explore here. And uh, there is, but you end up doing a lot of that exploring when you revisit each of the worlds like a second and third time. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's one yeah. of those things where like that first half when you're like, whoa, there's a lot to this is really cool. And then when you realize like, oh, there is a lot to this, but we're going to be spending like these are these settings that we're going to be spending time on is a little tough. Wait, when do we start talking about God of War Ragnarok? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, oh, time to fuck around in Vanaheim for another two and a half hours. <laughs> um, um, also, I know you'll appreciate this. Tim Robinson. Yes, is, he is. Plays Creature. Yes, he does. So what a figured. surprise. What a surprise <laughs> for me when I picked up Creature, one of the one of the weapons and I was tim robinson of, of um i think you should leave and detroiters fame um big fan big fan of that uh, but it was weird too like i thought that they, like the voice talent in this is, is is really really excellent right like you have tim robinson and and jb smooth and i'm forgetting the woman who voices the gun the other guy betsy sodero maybe or is it laura silverman or is it one of those is um, one of those is the sister but like like the cast is really good and and like you've got a bunch of like esteemed voice actors in it like tom kenny's in it um the guys from red letter media who are not voice actors but are are funny like youtube people like are in it like there's a lot of stuff like that, but I felt like I wasn't finding a lot of that or like I was being surprised by it, which I guess is fine. But if I knew that Tim Robinson was in this game, I would probably be like, I might have to check this out if I didn't have to do it for work. You know what I mean? Just because yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm such a fan of him. Um, and he's, he is 100% doing his, I think you should leave stuff in this game, which I thought was excellent. But, um, so there you go. High on life. Um, yeah, I, I think like I, I'm not it's not a no for me. It is a recommendation for um, it's a recommendation for a specific type of person. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Where, like I said, if you like the writing, then I think you'll like this game, because if you don't like the writing, I don't think there's a whole lot else for you to latch on to. You know, that's eh, I, I'm, I, I think I will play it. You know why? 
Tim Robinson, baby. Game pass. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, that makes sense. I and, and yeah, like 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 I said, I think this is easy enough to pick up and try out. And I think pretty much within the first 15 to 30 minutes, you'll go like, oh, I like this. Or like, oh, I do not like this. The, fir- the opening bit, by the way, the opening like gag is, I think, pretty funny um, with with how they they do the tutorial and all that. Um, but here's something weird. They make you like you, there's not like a c- character creator in the game, but you do like pick a like default just like from like a list of like stock character, not stock characters, but like they just have like some preset pre-made characters in it and you pick one and then you never um, you never see that face or that character ever again. <laughs> and it's just out. never referenced like uh, not a problem. It's just like, hey, why did you why was that in there? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I wish it was like that in Pokemon because I hate seeing my ugly person walking around with a stupid school uniform all the time. Dude, why? I was Such like... Such a dumb choice. I was like playing that, trying to figure out like, okay, I've got new shoes, like got new kicks, I got some sunglasses, got a cool, I got a ha- good, nice hairstyle going on here, cool hat. It's like, let's uh, let's change this outfit up from the... Because I had the fall one on because it's the only good one. Um, and uh like the the suspenders and the long pants whatever because the shorts are terrible um (laughs) they're just terrible and uh i was like i'm just am i just missing all these clothing options and all these towns i can't believe that i googled how to change clothes in scarlet and violet and it's like you cannot yeah you're stuck you're stuck forever what a what a completely baffling choice Mm -hmm. i i would spend all of my money in that game on clothes I mean, let's go Pokemon. Like the amount of like weird shit you can put on your head. Yeah, and even in um, and I loved I love coordinating my outfit with my Eevee. Like what a good what a good thing. Anyway, anyway, Justin, let's talk about the news. What do you think? Let's do it. We got some video game sales information to be looking at here. Justin, the top 10 video games of November 2022, both for in retail and digital. We've got them here. There's, I would not say a whole lot of surprises on here, but there is one thing that I am a little bit surprised by, and I'm curious if you can guess it. So I'm just going to read top to bottom um, from the most uh, popular to the least, or like the most, the highest selling to the least, uh, to the lowest selling, or you know what I'm trying to say. Out of these top ten here. Oh, I get you. Um, I get you. So number one, we have Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, uh, ranked last month as also number one. Number two, we have God of Ra- uh, God of War Ragnarok. Number three, we have Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Number four, Sonic Frontiers. Number five, Madden NFL 23. Number six, FIFA 23. Number seven, NBA 2K 23. Number eight, Gotham Knights. Number nine, Marvel's Spider-Man Miles Morales. And number 10, Mario Party Superstars. What is the weird thing in here? There's a few, there's a handful of weird things in here. Yeah, but like, this is a, a strange jump up. I think Mario Party Superstars is the weird one. Yeah, jumping up from uh, number 47 last month. Like, I wonder what happened in November. Maybe it's it's like a people are getting ready for Thanksgiving. Like I don't. To me, that's not a Thanksgiving game. That's like prohibitively no. the opposite of it. Because yeah, those are like agreed. you sit down for an hour for that. Mm-hmm. So I don't know why, but maybe uh, sale. Maybe was there a package that happened with Mario Party? Like what's going on, Mario Party Superstars? Have I people? Have no do people like have they realized that Mario Party is just not a fun game yet? You don't think Mario Party is a fun game? No, it's a frustrating game. It doesn't matter how good you are. 
So mm-hmm. luck. Half of it's fucking luck. Yeah. And if you for then then if you turn the the luck options off, then it like just becomes not fun because there's like one person to pull away the whole time. It's still luck. It's a board sure. game. I hate board games like shoots and ladders that are based you on hate dice board roll. games. No, no, like shoots and ladders. Let me go back. Let me okay, go back. Okay. That are based Clarify. off randomness and no strategy involved. Mm. Like, what's your strategy in Candyland? You pick the card. You have no, no control over that. Shoots and ladders. It's frustrating. It's very frustrating. There's no that. What? What? You don't have strategy. What's your strategy? You got one path to go. It, that's not a strategy. You're going through it. It's um, random. Justin, I would like you to direct you to my favorite chant in the whole world. That goes like this. I believe that we will win. I believe that we will win. That's my strategy for shoots and ladders, man. That's my strategy okay. for Candyland. For fucking, what's the game about? The board game about the, the bunny and the top hat and suit. That Monopoly. Goes, no bunny, top hat. Um, board game. It's like Mister. Mister. Okay, this is not. Did I make this up? It sounds like you're, you you think the Monopoly man is a bunny in your head. No. Okay, I'm not finding this. There's a board game that my grandma used to bring over to my house. Did that she make great. it herself? That'd be so sweet. <laughs> Dude, that, no, uh, she did not. Uh, <laughs> um, by the way, those stats, these stats are coming from NPD. Um, they're an analyst. Uh, insight website for tracking sales and things like that um here's something else that i was interested in uh miles morales jumped up from being number 39 to number nine um this in november i think that might be because people are getting in that christmas creep in november and and miles morales is like decidedly a december christmas holiday season game or or, it's because they released it on pc Oh, is that true? I believe they did. Uh, let me just. Oh, so then, then probably that, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. November eighteenth, they released it oh. on the PC. So then there you go. Yeah, then that that makes a lot more sense. But I do agree with you. It is a good like, and it's short enough that it's a little holiday f- spice. You, you know, you have a holiday f- with 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 the family. You bring the, the friends over. The the, you know. We don't want to talk about spoilers, but. Uh, I don't remember. Really, anything that happens in that game. <laughs> um, well, you got to play it again. It's holidays. Do it. I guess I'll, I'll be honest. Like, I did not know that it was a holiday themed game. <laughs> and I Until. played it for the first time on Christmas because um, my PS5 had come in like yeah. the day before. And so I played it for the first time on Christmas. And I was like, whoa, there's like a lot of like <laughs> it's like Animal Crossing when you log in. Yeah, during yeah a it was like that. And I was like, wow, like I assumed like that it was just like a little like little touch to it but i was like wow there's a lot of stuff in here about christmas and holidays um i was also surprised how high sonic frontiers is on here um i i know that it's a it's a obviously a popular franchise but um for it to be outselling your maddens and fifas and nba games i was surprised by additionally i'm a little surprised that um God of War Ragnarok is above Scarlet and Violet, although Scarlet and Violet, that's just for physical sales, not digital. So I imagine if digital were taken into account, that would probably be higher. But I don't know. Interesting to me. Yeah, I think so. I think it's interesting, too. I, I think that's great for God of War Ragnarok to be that high up there uh, the month it comes out. Like, yeah, that, that's that's pretty fantastic for that. 
Um, Didn't they say they also, that? Uh, sorry, go on. No, you go ahead. Didn't they say that God of War Ragnarok was the best-selling first-party Sony release? Uh, I think so. I mean, if we look at it right now, it kind of makes sense too. If you it, scrolling down, you see the top ten games uh, that are sold in the year, um, and God of War Ragnarok is number five already. Oh yeah, um, look at that the the best selling game. So like, first of all, that tells you how fucking crazy Call of Duty is. <laughs> yeah, to be at number um, one. Yeah, after two months. But like the fact that that God of War got there right away, I think that is that is also fantastic. I mean, it sold better than um, Horizon uh, Forbidden West, which is uh, number eight. Um, it sold better than FIFA 23 even. Um, uh, I, I think this is kind of some interesting stuff. But it's also interesting how high that Elden Ring is still number two. Um, Game's which popular, man. People like it for some reason. People who like... Elden Ring is such a weird game because like... <laughs> People who I know like play video games, but aren't like it, it. What I'm trying to say is like it broke into a mainstream audience in a way that I think is um, was surprising to me. Yeah. Would you agree? Like the, the, oh, the number absolutely. of people playing it well, was and, just so. And I think I go to I, I, I'm not such a negative Nancy on it. I think I'm a mm. negative Nancy because like, yo, people, have you heard of Dark Souls? Like all of a sudden, <laughs> where have you yeah, fucking yeah. been? Like this is like yeah. been around. It's like a good version. It's like a good version of it. I could make the argument that it's probably one of the better, the best mm-hmm. Souls game. Um, my argument would be between this and Bloodborne. But um, and I know you don't like Bloodborne. Oh, I don't not like Bloodborne. But comparatively. Oh, comparatively, yeah, I would say Elden Ring's better. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think that I just, it's like, where have you people been? <laughs> <laughs> Fair, but it is one of those things, though, right, that, like, it was, it. I think franchises like this come to a boil, right, come to a boiling point where, like, this game was so highly anticipated that people who had never heard of them were like, what is this? Oh, I'll try it, sure. You know what I mean? And then, like, oh, this is awesome, and then, will either go and play Dark Souls and Sekiro and Bloodborne and whatever, or just never think about it again. But and like, it, I, I think it's, it's one of those things where like, because it has had such a, a, like a steam engine hype train leading up to it. Like, I think as soon as that happens, you have people who would never, who would never touch a Dark Souls game or whatever, hop onto it. You know what I mean? Just for that. Yeah. But. Yeah. And I think too, it's like, I don't know if it's necessarily more accessible than other souls games, but it gives that appearance. Cause you can like, if you get stuck, you just go somewhere else. Like, um, yeah, I think it, I think I think it's like more easy to do that in this game. So people are like, hey, I could just walk around this open world. I wonder how many people who bought the game never even got pat to the plateau area. Like they just stuck in the open world, like the first area. And they're like, oh, it's a good game. But I think I like I think that's what makes it so cool. Right. And, and I think that's what makes it so special is that you are right. If you get stuck, pick a direction and just walk. You will find something weird. You'll find something cool and unique there. Um, oh, what a good game. Yeah. Uh, and also, uh, FIFA 23 is sitting there at number nine. Uh, Peter, I'm not sure if you're, uh, you know, uh, a big uh, World you're about Cup to talk to me fan. about the World Cup right now. I'm about to about to say that. Like, <laughs> who won? Was it Argentina or France? It, it was Argentina. Oh, okay. And let me just say, it was a good game. There have been t- two moments that I was really into this World Cup. First of all, it was the U.S. when they were playing uh, Iran, and they had to, like, beat them in order to qualify. They couldn't tie. They had to beat them. That was an exciting 15 minutes. And then, only 15 minutes of that game. Uh, and then this was actually, like, legitimately, like, I, I talk a lot of shit about soccer being boring. I don't get why people like FIFA so much, why it's such a good-selling game. Um, but, like, this game 
was like a very good soccer game. Well, so just give me a controller. If I were controlling that game, that'd have been awesome. Do you play a lot of FIFA? No. Okay. I was like, I was like, I, that would that is a surprise no because to me. I, like the only thing worse than watching most soccer games is playing a soccer game. I can't imagine that being fun. Yeah. By the way, did you hear Mario Strikers? They announced its last like DLC, like free DLC pack update. Um, I think it's like Birdo and Bowser Jr. And then they they're cutting support for it because that game is fucking soccer. <laughs> so. Yeah, it, it makes me wonder. Like, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it be a little, I don't know, like, this is, I think, something to think about for me personally. Like, wouldn't it have been better for them to just have it done and when it launched? Do you know what I mean? Like, was was this support like this? Like, I I would be interested to see, like, how many people returned upon each update. Yeah, but I don't think the characters are what made that game not good. The lack of right, things no, to yeah. do in it made it not good. So now you just get another character like, oh, let's see what Bowser Jr. does in this shit. Birdo, what, what are you, Birdo? Where are you shooting? Your, where are you getting those eggs from? Does he think Birdo swallows the eggs first or creates the eggs when Birdo poops them um, out of its nose? Because well, Yoshi swallows something and poops it out as an egg, right? So maybe Birdo so is maybe just like, maybe it's the opposite for Birdo. Oh, gross. <laughs> It just sits on an egg. Uh, oh, I went a completely different route. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> moving on. <laughs> moving on. Moving on. Moving on. Um, there are, uh, according to GamesIndustry.biz, by the way, um, gaming revenue this year is um, down by 6%, um, it, which, I don't know, doesn't seem that huge. Um, it mostly, most things are down, uh, although hardware, so for like, you know, uh, consoles and whatnot is up by six percent, which I think makes sense. Um, five billion, by the way, five billion dollars is the revenue um, for this year in terms of video game spending on hardware, um, and that makes sense to me because I, I saw a PS5 in a GameStop. That's that's impressive. I when I when I went to go buy Callisto Protocol, like they just had one with it was the God of War Ragnarok bundle, and I was like, whoa. This is weird. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like, that, like, like wow. when does that happen? I don't think I've ever seen one <laughs> in mean, the wild. No, no. I know at like Best Buy they have that like one they at least the one by uh, my house, like they have one like in a case, you know what I mean? But it's like not for sale. Um yeah. can't do it. Yeah, but I mean, because I've seen like the, the Xbox Series S's um floating around at, at like a Target and whatever. Um but yeah, no, I I, I it makes sense to me that hardware spending might potentially be up just based on the fact that it seems like things are becoming a little bit more available, but, um, that's so fucking crazy though. Like year to date, we're talking about like 49 billion for total game spending. Like that's crazy. That's a lot of money. Um, and like the software spending is the 41.9 billion of that, which is, is crazy. So like that is baffling. wild. Yeah. Wild. Wild. Justin, let's talk about Horizon Forbidden West, or Zero Dawn, or I guess just the Horizon series. Horizons. Guerrilla Games um, announced that they are, I don't, this wasn't necessarily an announcement, this was more of, they tweeted out saying like, we are hiring for this project. Um, The tweet says this. Join Guerrilla in Amsterdam as we work to expand the world of Horizon. It's an exciting time to join us. We have many open roles across multiple departments, so check them out on our careers page and apply today. Um, on and they they tweeted like a list, like an image with a list of um, open uh, roles at the company, and then it says this: We are continuing to create 
epic solo adventure adventures for Aloy, but there is more. A new internal team is developing a separate online project set in Horizons universe. Featuring a new cast of characters and a unique stylized look, friends will be able to explore the majestic worlds of Horizon together. Um, we, we've heard rumors about this, but uh, how does how does this feel to you? I don't what do you think of this. I don't understand why we need a new stylized look. Yeah, that's weird, right? Like, what, like, what does I, like, that mean? Out of all the things, like that is the one thing that stood out to me about being odd because, like, I think it's hard to argue that Horizon is a beautiful video game, um, and I think it has a ton of style, like with it, like how just that that open world is like so vast and dense and varied with different like things. There's so many pl- like I think one of the bad things about that game is like you go someplace, there's nothing, but you got some cool like tree areas that you're in. You know, you got some cool like like desert areas that you're in, but there's not a lot to do in those areas, but it's beautiful. And I think at a certain point, just exploring that world is part of the fun. I mean, like, like I think you hit it on the head, right? Like sometimes it's, it's frustrating because it's a beautiful landscape with nothing in it. But damn, is that landscape beautiful? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like like wow, that is a it is a good looking spot. Um, so yeah, I'd be interested to see like what that unique stylized look means. Cell shaded, man. Let's go back to the the mid two thousands. Let's bring like, back cell shaded everything, man. But it's so weird because I think like I don't know. Wouldn't you want in the same way that you have like Red Dead Online or like GTA Five Online? Like those games like are just an extension of that game, right? Like, wouldn't you want a horizon multiplayer to have to like, look like Horizon so that people go like, Oh my gosh, well like, let me just hop over and play this. You know what I mean? That, uh, yeah. That would make the most sense. I mean, like, e- th- th- like even like ghost of Tsushima, um, yeah. when they came out with the, was it the, I- not Iki Island expansion, the multiplayer expansion mm-hmm. that they had with it. Um, it was like, you're, it was kind of trippy in a way, but it was still the same game. So maybe that's what they mean. How like it was like a lot of that like mythical stuff. So maybe sure. they're gonna do something else with it when you're more in space or something instead of like ooh, spoiler alert, space in aliens. Space? Yeah, so maybe they'll go- make it happen in space. Maybe it'll be some of like the the robot people, not the robot oh, people. Oh, 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 I see what you're saying. Yeah, Jeff Bezos. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're Jeff Bezos and um, um, Trinity. Trinity, yeah. And what a, what a surprise! What a delightful surprise! Yeah, yeah I like that. I was, there was like, there was, I was like, I Trinity. Thought, let me tell you, I'm going back to. There's some good stuff in that story. Oddly paced at points, but you think some so? good stuff in that story. <laughs> you think so? Period. <laughs> no, I mean, no, no, no. That's my question. Like, oh, really? Yes, yes. Uh, I. I like Varl, the character. Uh-huh. I thought he was fun. I liked him with his beard, and I can't believe that Aloy clowned at him, looking fucking fresh as fuck, walking around. I mean, does she have any romantic interests? Like, some people say the the king of uh, what's-his-face. The... Oh, it comes across like that, but, like, no. it no. comes very one-sided across. Like, yeah, like, he, he is, wants he, is, he wants her, and she's just like, I gotta save the world. But she plays that game. Like, she comes across as very cold that whole game. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. So it goes, whatever. Um, so it goes. Yeah, but but what do you think about um, just like a multiplayer version of this? I know we've we've potentially talked like touched on this in the past, but like, would you play that? Would you tr- like want that? I wouldn't, but that's just a me thing because I don't like necessarily play a multiplayer game, even if it's free or whatever. Sure, yeah, that's fair. But I think like 
if it's set up like a more raid style thing, I think this game is like ripe for that kind of yeah, stuff. I think yeah. there is like enough different types of weapons. And if they really work on the loot system and the drop system that they have with that stuff, um, I think that could totally work. You take down like big robots, uh, you take down other people. Again, I think one of the worst parts of that game is when you just fight humans. Um, the more fun comes when you're fighting like big old robots, the, uh, you know, Thunderjaw, the Razorback, the, for me, the monkey highlight- snout. The absolute so. highlight of this game was I was throwing exploding hunting spears into a giant robot elephant. And that mm. was like, there's like that is like, I don't know when you're hanging out with the guy who lost his arm. Yeah, there's yeah, like yeah. there's like that scene where you like have, it's just like, all right, boss fight time. And like, I thought that boss fight was pretty fucking good. <laughs> like, yeah, that was, that was good. I think one of my favorite parts is when you're fighting that elephant also, and you're like with one of your friends, you're like, I bet I can kill more than you. And you kind of like run up its snout and you jump on its head and you pull your arrow right in its forehead and you just kill it like that it falls down. Everyone on top dies. And then your friend goes still only counts as one. See, here's the thing. You're joking about the Lord of the Rings. And Justin, I would love that if that like if this game had like any like bit of like like charisma to it, you know what I mean? Like 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 any bit of charm, like because that would be so fun if you could if, if, if each of the if each of the different dinosaurs had like kind of unique takedowns like that or something like that. I don't know, whatever. I wonder if in the next game, uh, Aloy is gonna have like silk straight hair. Um, and then she'll get some lipstick and like some like under some like under shadow and, and then she'll get a little bit like bigger. So it'll look like um, Legolas when he got older in The Hobbit because they decided to put him in The Hobbit for no reason because, you know, when thirst. he was younger in The Hobbit, uh, but not not actually Orlando Bloom. Oh, because Orlando Bloom is old. I see what you're saying. Yeah, he got was... older. It looks like he like became a man from the boy elf man. So, Do you know that yeah. Orlando Bloom's first movie, th- that, those were his first movies, and then he immediately went on to do Pirates of the Caribbean. Wow. Like before, you... and, and everyone, like in when they were making Lord of the Rings, like no one really knew if it was going to be good or not. You know what I mean? Like it was all yeah. kind of like, mm, I don't know about this. And then same thing with Pirates of the Caribbean. They were all like embarrassed about it after they got done filming, like, and then when the movie came out and it was great, they were like, oh, yeah, yeah, that was great. <laughs> I knew it the whole time. I knew it the whole time. It's like that Sam Worthington character who's in the, the Avatar. Like he had that moment when he was in Avatar. He was in uh, he was in Terminator. He's probably in some other things. And then you like never heard of him again. Oh, Clash until of the Titans. Clash of the Titans. Yeah, he was in that. And then all of a sudden he like disappeared. And now he's back in Avatar. He was actually probably like pretending like actually becoming a navi for this movie like he spent the last five years of his existence just like painting himself blue and going through the woods real fast and swimming i i am excited to see avatar 2 i am going to see avatar 2 you're but you're not looking forward to it not that I'm not looking excited for it. Like it's a good way to get out of the house. Like I want to like see the IMAX and like see the best it can be. Yeah. Um, but like I, the I, the plot is it going to be like wh- what do you do after Pocahontas? What's like the next like Disney movie to rip off? Is this going to be like I don't know uh, uh, Aladdin? Is this is that what the way of the water is going to be? Uh, I've not seen enough Disney movies to have any sort of uh, input into this. I oh I didn't realize that he was coming back. I didn't realize that this was a returning cast of characters. Yep, yep. And so, for some reason, Sigourney Weaver's back. Spoiler dies in the first one. She plays. A, she plays Kiri. So 
in this you, one. I wonder if they use the same uh, like like image capture for her, so that no one mentions that she looks exactly the same, but everyone like knows that she looks exactly the same. I'll be honest, I don't remember a whole lot about that movie. I remember him uh, putting his hair into with a wolves. cow. Well, it, yeah, it's like his hair, his hair, his thing. hair, his hair brain, his, his like brain yeah. stem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of gross, isn't it? Speaking about gross and weird, let's talk about Death Stranding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that game's uh, squishy. Uh, Kojima is going to be producing um, a movie version of it alongside Alex uh, Lebovici, um, the executive producer from uh, Barbarian, which was a horror movie that I um, will never watch. Don't really have the stomach for that sort of thing. But um, I know that people are very into that. So... I think it's being made by Kojima Productions, isn't it? This movie, which makes sense. I like. I feel like they've talked about wanting to do like film and, and things like that. But it, it's an interesting. It's an interesting idea of doing a movie of this game because Justin, why get all these actors from movies and stuff and put them in a video game only to make a movie? about the game do you know what i mean like i think that's an interesting like i will well, be interested th- to see like if they do any sort of like um adaptation or, or anything like that with this i mean i, I assume they would have to um right my, my i i think you kind of nailed it on the head though would, will they bring these actors back like how can you think about playing death stranding or watching a death stranding movie if norman reedus isn't sam porter bridges do you think he has to audition again for it uh, prob- <laughs> probably and like it's like a very serious audition he kind of just like half asses it when he comes in he's like I got this right and then he comes in and fucking Sam Worthington gets the role inside of him he's like are yeah. you kidding me he's like well he took the role seriously man he like inserted his ponytail into my dog <laughs> you think Kojima is a dog or a cat person what do you think Um, neither he seems like he would have like an iguana oh yes yes you know yes, I mean? yes like yeah. or like a weird exotic pet yeah like a, a baby and a tube. Yeah, exactly like that. But I don't know. Like, I I am going to play Death Stranding eventually in anticipation of Death Stranding 2. Um, so it's hard for me to speak on, like, whether or not I think it would make a good movie, per se. Uh, I imagine it would. Like, you've got a good cast of people there. Like, not only, like, the cast of actors, but you've got Kojima and you've got a good team behind it and... and Everything like that. But I, I'm just like, I'm so curious about like the reason I'm the reason I'm not immediately sort of like down on this is because Kojima himself is involved, which means that like I think that he probably has ideas for what he wants to do with it other than just like adapting like beat for beat. Right. Uh, Death Stranding into a movie. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I imagine that he has some sort of like vision for like how what he would do were this game a movie that he now gets to do. Does that make sense? And I think this is so interesting because I'm pretty sure he's never done a movie before, correct? As far as so. as far as I know, he's never done an actual movie. Um in terms of like producing, let's see, I guess he has like video games that he produced, but in terms of movies, I can't find something. He wrote for a couple shorts and stuff, but um the thing that's interesting about this is Kojima's whole thing is that he loves Western 
movies. <laughs> like that yeah. is what Metal Gear is. It's like the West. It's like his take on Western action movies. Um, in terms of how cinematic they are, like you know the multiple long ass cutscenes that are in these games. So I think like regardless of the fact that it's a Death Stranding game or not, I'm really interested to see like Kojima what he does with movies. Um, what is what is a Kojima movie going to look like? Is it going to be like a Kojima game? Is it going to be slightly different? Is it going to be I, I, I don't know. Like I I think that's going to be an interesting. Um, That'll be an interesting uh, look, I think, for Kojima, and I, I'm I'm down for it. And I think we talked about in our bonus show last week uh, that Death Stranding, when it came out, won the Game Award for Best Narrative or Best Story, I believe. Maybe Best Something Performance like for sure with Mads Mikkelsen. Yeah, and there, like, the game story is actually it's weird as hell, but kind of simplistic in terms of like what is happening in the world. Um, and like, it's told in a really narratively unique way with a lot of kind of twists, turns reveals that is not overly complicated, but like feels well developed and very interesting. Um, and there's, I, I am for this. The thing that scares me, a movie. Like, how are you going to turn, a 45-hour video game into a movie? Well, I guess that's the question. Like, that's one of those things that, like, every game movie has to grapple with, right? About, like, what do you cut? What do you keep? I think that sort of what I was trying to say earlier is that, like, Kojima, if Kojima is involved with this, I think he has a plan. <laughs> you know yes, what I mean? It, for for yeah. making, for saying, like, okay, obviously these are different mediums, right? And he, I think he's an extraordinarily smart artist, right? And, and I think that Kojima understands what makes video games unique. Um, it'll be, it's still to be seen if he understands what makes movies unique, since he's never really made one before. I'm willing to bet that he probably does, right? But, like, uh, Death Stranding, to my understanding, like, there's a lot of nothing going on, right? While you're walking around and, and doing all this stuff, like delivering these packages and things. And I think a lot of people bounced off of that because they're saying like, oh, it's boring. Oh, there's just like a lot of like space. But I think, you know, it's valid to bounce off of that. But I think you'd probably argue, right, that like that's the point. Yeah. Yes, I would say there is a lot of space between it, but there's also a lot of story at the mm. end of that space. Sure. Like it's sure. a very, it's, it's like a very, like you traveling to your next shelter is like a lot of just the storytelling, the loneliness, the emptiness. But mm -hmm. then once you get to a place, you're hit with a lot of story. And again, there's like cutscenes in it that are like pretty impressive and pretty interesting and pretty grand in scale with what's going on. And, uh, a lot of character work is excellent in that game. A lot of the characters and the actors and their performances in them are excellent. When you just have, you're talking to like half the time, you you might be talking to people sometimes, but you're mostly talking to like holograms of people and like the ability for them to like really tell that story. Mm-hmm in between the gameplay, I think it's a fascinating game. There, there's no ga game quite like it. I know I, I know you want to play it, and I think it's a really unique game, and I think it could make a, a uniquely interesting movie. Yeah, so I, I will be interested to see, like, what comes of this. It's one of those things where, like, these video game movies get, like, announced eight years before they happen. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, I'm still waiting yeah. to hear any details on this Ghost Tsushima movie that's just, like, perpetually yeah. just... You know what? Always uh, happening, I, I'm I'm interested in um well let's say we're, we're you and I are in talks for a hitbox podcast movie. 
We are, yeah, about the founding yeah. and and um, yep, yep. You, you know they they were like shoehorning some action scenes into it, which I know that you weren't like super hot on initially, but I think that like the storyboards that they've they've um, come up with, I, I think for me they're impressive. Well, and the big contract dispute is that you wanted to do all your own stunts. In fact, you would not do it if you would not be able to do your own stunts. Me, on the other hand, I'm like, I'm not doing my stunts, but I will learn how to fly an F1 fighter jet. Yeah, and and like, I mean, you know, I'm not afraid from shying away from the nudity that's in it. No, um, you no, know, but all. we were telling Martin, sorry, Martin Scorsese, um, like we're we're down to do what he wants to do as long as it's true to us you know yeah yeah yeah. and i think he knows us better than we know ourselves agreed which is why i think you know the action scenes in there are good and again the the f1 fighter stuff like you know you don't know how to do that but is that going to stop the character of justin from being that no right like because at heart that's who you are you know yeah got on the same page here yeah yeah in theaters everywhere next year uh sony uh sony what what is the name of this studio insomniac sorry (laughs) um they have confirmed that spider-man 2 um is aiming for a um end of the year 2023 launch um which is pretty exciting because we we've i think only seen that initial trailer right yeah um that like initial announcement trailer which i mean looked great man (laughs) like it's one of those questions about like what uh what all is going to be in this <laughs> because like it looks cool as heck um yeah so th- i guess there's not really much to say here i don't think this basically just came from a playstation blog post of saying like here's when to expect this uh fall 2023 sorry specifically but um what do you think i'm excited for that i think this is kind of the first sign of life for um sony first party games coming out next year yeah. Um, because if I'm correct, there are no big tentpole games announced as of now. Um, like I mean, I'm sure is, there's games out there, but Spoken like first party, no, that's Square Enix. That's Square Enix, but it is. I mean, it is a uh, t- probably timed exclusive, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's on yeah, PC so like, too, I think. But yeah, so like I think this is the uh, interesting first step. Um, I do wonder, like, is this the first? first party thing to come out next year like is that the first thing or is there going to be some other hidden announcement of something and i would assume it wouldn't be something huge i mean like they're not going to announce something like in january and be like coming out in summer are they i don't think they can i don't know we got horizon call of the mountain that's but that i would not say that's a huge thing because it's you know um uh uh vr VR which by the way uh, i've not seen anyone talk about this here's an exclusive scoop Horizon Call of the Mountain priced at sixty dollars, not seventy. Oh wow! You get that. You get that. Uh, I spent four hundred. How much money is it? Five fifty. Five fifty plus the PS uh, five plus. You know what? You're gonna buy a game too. Let's bring it down. Let's bring it down. Ten dollars. It's a loyalty discount. Let's just say that's what they've Sony been. Said. Um, they've been emailing me saying like, "Do you want one? You want one of these VR headsets?" seriously does anyone want one of these um <laughs> and, you, I, and you're like no no i don't i, I just i don't want to uh, i can't buy beat saber again and it's not buying beat saber again it's by all the fucking all expansions packs. right yeah that i bought like are those gonna transfer over they're being very coy about this and until i get definitive proof about what's happening because i'm pretty sure these will be on store shelves they'll be there yeah i don't know no i don't think so i think that they said they're just doing ps direct playstation directs for them forever i don't know 
yeah, maybe not forever, but it's it's one of those things where like I think I'm one like lazy Sunday away from like getting an email being like, eh, fuck it, <laughs> I'll do it. Hey, um, do, yeah. do you you know I was just thinking about like brick and mortar stores. I really miss Toys R Us. Oh, dude, the one by my parents' house closed down. Yeah, and it's just empty still. That's about you. I know. Too, yeah, I used to like this is just a me thing. I used to just go there, wander there, and look at like what kind of like fun stuffed animals they had. That was like there, my go to stuffed animal place. It was always a fun place to just like do you know do do a loop around and then. Dip the uh, sushi city is right mm. right over there. That um, I got my haircut uh, next to in one of, in the salon, like in that same lot at the all aboard diner. <laughs> well, but like sushi city is a lone bastion. Of, I know there's nothing around it. It's like it's seriously alone, and I I drove past it just to be, like make sure that it is still there. Um, so I know this is not a food podcast, but when is the last time you were at sushi city? Uh, it's been a minute. Were you there when they had the robot waiter? Yeah. They literally yeah. have a robot waiter that comes to your table and like gives you like your food and you just have to pick it up and then you have to press a button on the screen. It's like, thank you. And it like leaves. It's I don't think it's, it's the future. I think it's hell and it's scary. What makes me wonder, is the robot getting paid? Probably not. I'm thinking no. No, no. And I'm not about it. I should start tipping that robot more. Um to reel it back to video games for a moment, uh, we do have this isn't a first party like long like this isn't like a full new game, but you got Horizon Forbidden West Burning Shores, the DLC that we saw at the Game Awards. That's launching April 19th, 2023. That's not again, that's not a like <laughs> that's n- there's nothing right like that's not right, a full right. game, but that is, I, I think, something um, in terms of that stuff. Other than that, yeah, like. I think it's just, I think it's just Spider-Man. And there will be other stuff, I'm sure. But oh, of like, like I, I think to me, going back to the beginning of this, I think that's cool that we start, we're starting to see the picture and that we are going to have a good fall because I'm assuming this game's going to be great. Um, nothing about the previous games would lead me to think otherwise. So Obviously I'm, not. I'm, I'm pumped and excited for this um, a lot. And I will be happy to play this game when it comes out in fall of 2023. Do you think they're going to hit that? You think so? Yeah, I think Insomniac is the kind of company who will hit that. Um, I think everything yeah. in the past, like, I can you, uh, I'm sure someone out there is going to scream at this. Like, they seem to be the people who, like, when they announce they're coming out with their games, like, when, what were, they came out with two games, Miles Morales and, um, Ratchet and Clank. It? Ratchet and Clank. They came out with both of those games. We're all like, how the fuck can they come out with another <laughs> Spider Man yeah. game and a Ratchet and Clank game? Like, they seem to be, like, a big enough studio at this point and a well organized enough studio that I think they'll be able to do that pretty pretty easily yeah i agree i I will say though that i think that the ps5 is shaping up to have a really solid next year i mean i'm just looking at like there is a lot (laughs) i mean there's a lot of like exclusive stuff like you've got uh, not only do you have first spoken and final fantasy you've got um like the final fantasy 16 you've got final fantasy rebirth i think is coming in fall of you know the the sequel to final fantasy 7 remake i'm so excited i know like, like there's a, like a lot of stuff i think on here that is like exclusive and and looking uh pretty pretty good but um there you go what do you think uh god of war um uh egyptian gods is coming out is that is do you think that's what they're gonna do do you think they're gonna just like do like i hope they don't well, I mean, like Kratos versus Anubis. I mean, Kratos uh, like, versus. Don't get me wrong. I don't. I don't hate that as a like a concept, but like, 
I think that um, like if they want to continue the God of War series and not getting into any spoilers here, but like if they want to continue the God of War series, I think they need to do a big shakeup in the same way that they did a big shakeup for 2018. Because I think the combat's serviceable, but I think if you need, need me to do another 30 to 40 hour game of that combat, like you can kind of forget about it. Would you agree? Um, not necessarily, because I think like part of the, that game is like the exploration, the combat, and the story. And I think that there's enough new stuff with exploration that it's made fair. this game different. There's enough good story that made it different. I would like to see them them handle more of Kratos' story and more of his redemption arc. And they really set it up for it being a very good redemption arc for his character. What what is he going to do next? How has he changed as a character now that he's not just the um steroid filled angry guy i i'm always of the opinion of like quitting while you're ahead like i'm always of the um like like i i think quitting while you're ahead is a really good thing <laughs> um and i thought that they nailed the ending of god of war ragnarok to the point where like if that was it that would be like i would be fine with it you know but yeah i guess only time will tell if that's the case um, Justin, Last of Us Part Three is rumored to be in development <gasps> in some in some fashion at Naughty Dog. <gasps> um, this comes from a tweet from um, at viewer Anon. I, I think they're just a, I think they're a leaker. I don't know how credible they are, um, but they seem to have a lot of information that they are tweeting about. Um, but they recently tweeted if i don't get a screener link to the last of us in 10 minutes i'm just gonna have to drop a scoop it's not blackmail i'd just be too busy to watching to tweet um and they followed this up by saying well i'm not watching anything so dr uckman's next game is last of us part three which is currently in production at naughty dog um they followed up by saying i've seen a lot of should i trust this person from new people to the account so various scoops i've had in the gaming adjacent space i revealed a whole lot of the last of us details i.e ashley johnson is anna what is that? Oh, the show. The show details was uh, the first to mention the existence of Crash Bandicoot 4, etc. Gaming is my main industry, but I know some fun people, basically. Um, and then someone said, what about Uncharted? The new IP, um, their online multiplayer project. They responded by saying Uncharted will not be handled, uh, will be handled by another studio. Factions is coming first. Not sure on the new IP. Um I don't know. Like to me, this seems like a very well, yeah, <laughs> sort of idea, right? Like, yeah, Last of Us Two is is the most critically acclaimed video game ever made. It beat The Witcher th- Three in terms of like accolades and stuff like that. Um, it yeah, sold suck it, Witcher Three. It sold a, a fuck ton of units. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I think this is just the most like. Yeah, I assumed that they would be working on that, especially because fucking Neil Druckmann tweeted about it like six months ago. Do you remember this? I mean, like he said, yeah. like, you know, working on a script with whoever, uh, who was the other writer on Last of Us 2. Um, she worked on Chernobyl and, and I'm forgetting her name right now. Um, she has a, a similarly memorable name, last name. But like, like, we know. <laughs> yeah, he basically, he, he said, like, I'm, you know, I'm working on the script. Like, it, it, it's not greenlit or anything like that. Um, but I can't imagine that Sony would be uninterested in doing that. Right? Like, am I am I off base here by thinking that this seems like a pretty obvious follow-up? Yeah, no, I think they will. Um, I think 
if any of this stuff is to be credible, the fact that the Uncharted game is going to be handled by someone else and they're going right yeah. into The Last of Us Part 3 would be the interesting scoop of this to me, if, of course, this is true. And, I mean, rumors or not, I think the interesting part about this is just thinking about what will The Last of Us Part 3 be. You know, yeah. like, I think so that's the interesting part because – just like you said, quit while you're ahead. I think they will, in fact, like come out with it because that game made a lot of money, got a lot of success. Mm-hmm. And I think like these are the first party games that they go for. And I and I, I think wasn't there a, a rumored weren't they like going with a different type of game that they were talking about, like that someone was talking about speaking of rumors? So there was a rumor that they are working on a game that's like working title is Stray's Cross. Um and uh God, what a fucking video game title strays cross <laughs> and it was it was a dual narrative similar to like last of us 2 um and it's like a sci-fi thing but it was i think a first person shooter mm. uh or like a first person i assume that they're still doing their sort of like narrative adventure game but um i have no idea i mean there's like no information on that basically yeah at yeah all. so so but like regardless of that like yeah they come up with a new thing but i still think like having them do another last of us i think the last of us is only going to become more popular once you uh factor in the tv series yeah like i mean maybe the tv series will suck but like i doubt it like with that story it would first of all that story is a gimme right like it's a very easy like not not easy story, but like, I think it's just a very well-written solid tight story. And the fact that you have the people who are involved with the show or with the game, like making the show, I think that's a really easy, um, like a, like a very easy win. But I think the biggest like critical reaction will be that either they stuck too closely to the game, which it looks like based on the previews, that's what they're doing. Or they didn't stick closely enough to the game like that. Like that is going to be the, the two critiques. And I think the average viewer, which by the way, the last of us, how many has that sold lifetime? Not like a hundred million, not like a billion, right? We're talking like, I mean, it's it's a popular game, right? Yeah. I would say probably around there. So like uh, not everyone, like a lot of people who watch the show are not going to have been necessarily played the game before. So I'm sure those people will love it and they'll have a new audience that opens up a new audience unlocked. So I am I I wanted Last of Us three is what I'm trying to say. I I will be so interested to see what they do, um, because I would I would say that it is inevitable that we will be getting a Last of Us three, um, but I, like after doing such a unique and such a damn it I'll say it bold, um, thing with their with the dual narrative that they did like you I, to me it would be really weird if they just went back to one. You know what I mean? Or, or weren't or weren't trying to push the bounds of like narrative storytelling and stuff like that um, and perspective and, and you sort of like player emotional resonance and stuff like that. Like, I don't know. I'll, I'll be really interested to see to see where they go with it. But and I'm fine. I'm fine like, if they're not touching Uncharted anymore. Like, that's fine. And I I, honestly, the main character stories are not done. There's more to do with them. And I yeah. know you don't necessarily need to fill them out, but like you could. And I think they that would be so interesting to see where they go. I mean, we're just talking about quitting while they're ahead, right? Like, if they never touched it again, I would be like, it was a perfect duology, right? Like a perfect two, you know, uh, uh, set of two games. But um, you know, there are there are places that they could go with it with both of those characters, and and I would be fine with seeing where that goes. And I trust the team of Naughty Dog to make a solid banger game. I just I think the choice of them going to space is a weird one, as other leaks suggest. Um, yeah, yeah. I thought that you know it was interesting too. Like 
you've got the two protagonists. Did you see the leak that's saying uh, the the antagonist of Last of Us Part Three is going to be called Venom? Like I don't know what that was about. Whoa, like that's yeah, that that seems like an odd an odd choice. Um, it's and just when like Ellie everything seems re- so grounded, but yeah, what's that? It, when, when Ellie reveals that she really has like curly red hair and she had just been like straightening it and like dyeing it all this time, like that was weird too. And she's really good with her bow. Exactly. Yeah, you know when we found out. I mean, as from the leaks we've seen, um, that Joel was a mecca. <laughs> Was a mecha dinosaur the whole time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. It was I, I thought he was a human. It looked like a lot of what was inside of his head was human. Well, but what you think about is that scene in Last of Us Part Two, right, where yeah. she's like, I, "You got me a dinosaur," but like that's like a nice little like allusion to like he actually is. He, a dinosaur. he was telling her the truth in that moment for the and first fucking time all game. Why does he put the hat on the Stegosaurus? Huh? You ever think about that? It's because he sees that as as his brother. He's he, and he wants you to to he wants Ellie to see that as a yeah. human like character. Yeah. Yeah. Justin, it's interesting. I think this is the third time we've done one of these like yes ands. <laughs> it just sort of gets a little away from us in this whole episode. Um, <laughs> it started with rice. It ended up with <laughs> yeah. Joel being the, a, there's a another dinosaur. one. But yeah, yeah. Um, hey, I got a question for you. Have you seen your uh, your PlayStation year in review? Uh, no. Is that in my email? Uh, I don't know, but we're gonna find it. Stay tuned. All right, all right. Let me, uh, all right. It's good. Nah, it's gonna be. Nah. I got. I gotta admit, friends, it's gonna be bad this year. Um, uh, you think so? For me, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw mine, and mine was. Um, uh, it was one of those things where I was like, oh, <laughs> like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, oh, I guess. Um. All right, Justin, let's take a look at this uh, PlayStation 2022 wrap up. You've got we've got both of our um, our information in front of us. Let's take a look at mine first. However, let's take a look at playtime. So I have had a total of 692 hours. That is that is impressive. I will say this. um, This is not a totally accurate estimation of me of my like video gaming because so much of it is spent with like being open like just like my, my ps5 being on as i'm like working you know what i mean yeah, yeah. um and and again like a, a non uh a pretty significant chunk of this is like work stuff <laughs> you know yeah, like, as yeah, we will but see. still like um, you're still doing it yeah yeah so uh as it breaks it down here so 542 hours or 78.3 percent of my total playtime that was on ps5 titles and then 150 wow. hours or uh 21.7 percent was ps4 titles um which yeah that makes sense like when i think back to to the games i played like in that 150 hours is the original god of war or 2018 right is horizon zero dawn um was near this year no that was last year um Right, so so like I, that tracks enough to me, um, and then it says so I've got it says six hundred and seventy one hours played locally and twenty one hours played online. I don't know what that means because that's definitely not true. Like I've played <laughs> a lot with like my friends online with Fortnite and Apex and stuff like that, um, and Resident Evil Five and Six and stuff. Um, but then on top of that, two hundred and seven days like total days, or like I've played for two like. 207 days out of the year i turned my playstation 5 on and that's then impressive uh zero hours spent in vr but that um but like to me when the world is a simulation you're always in vr 
So. That's true, Justin. And when you die in real life, you die in real life. Yeah. Weird how that works. When yeah. You die did, in the simulation, yeah. you die in the simulation and in exactly. real life. When you right. die, guess what? When you die, you, you die. die. <laughs> yeah, that's weird, well, right? I was thinking about that too. So, Justin, hit me with your information. Okay. My information. Um, I'm going to start now. <laughs> um, can I just send this to you? Let me, can I'll try you? so you can maybe see it too. I'm just going to shoot it through the group. Okay. My Let's stuff. Take a look. My total oh. playtime. Okay. This is. Oh, I'm actually. This is more impressive than I thought it would be. 241 total hours. Look yeah. At look that. at that. Look at that. 80.5% was on PS5 titles. 19.5% was on PS4 titles. Um, but here's the shocking thing. I tend to play a lot more marathon uh like situation. So mm-hmm. 101 days um, and uh, that I played it. So I played mine in 101 days, which is interesting. Six hours online, Peter. Not shocking in the least bit, knowing who I am as a human but like, being. What does that mean? You know, like... <laughs> because mine was like for sure wrong you know what i mean yeah like, yeah 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 so like what does it mean to be online man what does I it don't mean know. what would um, that have been for me online yeah um thinking about what yours would have been like a game i played online with other people on playstation do we do something online no we did I'm thinking no. like we didn't right i don't think so um we did back for oh, blood once easy easy the only game I played online this year, competitively, multiverses. Oh, there you go. Multiverses is the yeah. answer. That is there you go. that is there the correct answer. Um, and then only ten hours in VR. So it was that Moss Book Two, which by the way won that game award. Yeah, I think it was Moss Book Two, and I did a little bit of uh, Beat Saber, but not a lot. Um, not, sure. w- once the world opened back up again, I didn't need to use that to work out anymore. Yeah, that makes sense. Justin, let's talk about my top five games of the year that i've played uh so in 2022 i played 36 games um that sounds about right Uh, that's good it's that's divisible by six yeah it totally is look at that look at that um my number one game is uh and this is by like playtime um god of war ragnarok i've got 82 hours logged that's just not accurate like it, well, like it is accurate but like that's my guy 100 percent because of the stuff. guide stuff yeah yeah, yeah. uh which is 11 percent of my uh, annual playtime. horizon forbidden west clocks in at 54 hours seven percent of my playtime. again i did play it for that long but also like there's a good significant like there's a significant portion of that that was guides you got which, the platinum for that too right i did yeah um <laughs> you hated that game <laughs> dude i really didn't like it um the main problem, like, <laughs> this bums me out because like i love to see these sorts of stats and it's just like oh this is a work thing oh this is a work thing oh this is a work thing uh then next one i've got is uh the stanley parable ultra deluxe which i have 53 oh, hours in. i know why i know why because, because of you need trophy, the right? trophy for playing for the entirety of a tuesday yeah um and it didn't pop the first time i tried it so i had to redo it. <laughs> so, that like, is so fucking funny. I wonder how many people did the same thing because yeah, of that. Yeah, no idea. It was probably um, like a ploy to get on the top five games played. We're talking about it now, and what a great game that is. <laughs> um, then, Speaking uh, of comedy got, and games. Speaking of comedy and games, that perfect. one is one of the perfect. perfect because your actions directly impact the timing of the humor. The yes. humor like is so well scripted to like impact like to be wh- where you are. It's it's yes. that is a top top game primo like, like it is it is yeah because it, it's just so good with the way that it's like the interaction of it being a video game is so much of the humor as opposed to like rick and morty or whatever yep. the game is called high in life where it's just like here are some jokes totally 100 percent 
Uh, next up, we got Fortnite. I got 52 hours logged in that, and that is 7% of my annual playtime. And then this one, this one is purely for me. <laughs> uh, God of War, the original, uh, 39 hours of playtime, 5% of my annual and you, time. And you planned, and the half of that was getting missed echoes, right? Yeah, gosh. That was like four or five hours of it. it sucks. Um, and then it says my you, favorite You could have been fishing, Peter. You could have been fishing for a fucking tire or something like that. I guess. That's actually a fair point. I guess I count, count my blessings. Um, my favorite uh, genre, according to this year, was action adventure with 432 hours of that logged, uh, 20 games played, and 412 trophies for action adventure games logged. It's pretty pretty impressive, right. my friend. Thanks, man. Let's take a look at yours. All right. Um, this is always... Okay. Oh, no. this is an interesting list here. Uh, interest. It is actually very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> um so uh number one is horizon forbidden west um i wonder why i don't did i actually play this game for 60 hours i don't believe so i think a lot of this was me just watching things when we were reviewing that projector like because i did oh, a lot of sure like, sure with that but on, even yeah. then like i don't know like if that that's much but maybe i guess perhaps then number two is my favorite game of the year elden ring for all those people who say I didn't fucking put time into this game. You played a significant uh, amount of this, man. Yeah. Part of it's I'm bad at it. Like, I'm going to be fully honest with you. I'm pretty sure, bad at this but game. But I played impressive. it enough to have an informed opinion about it. Yeah, you've got 33 hours on here uh, for yep. our listener who can't see this. Yep, one. yep, yep. Uh, then I have God of War Ragnarok, 31 and counting. More on that later. Yep. Um, then Returnal, which, again, I forgot I beat that game this year, and boy, did I fucking miss out uh, in 2021 uh, <laughs> on that game. That game How is, good is that game? special. <laughs> that yes, is great. Is. That is a wonderful game. Um, and then, uh, this is pretty much every game I played on PlayStation this year, um, is Jack and Dexter, the Precursor Legacy, um, 19 hours logged in it. That was my platinum run. And that was also a surprisingly fun game. Yeah. I remember you, you saying that you liked it. Yeah. Uh, and then action adventure for me, because duh, that's the only fucking genre I seem to play. Um, and 152 trophies games played 12. I played 24 games overall, by the way, for, for the listener, 24 overall on the PlayStation five. I gotta say, I'm, I, I look, if you're looking at like, I, if I'm looking back at what I did on PlayStation, I thought this would be much lower in all these categories. So I'm impressed sure. at myself. Sure. Um, moving out of trophies for me, I earned 550 new trophies this year. Um, 10 of those were platinum trophies. 61 of them were gold, 100 of them were silver, and 379 were bronze. That's impressive. 10 platinums, too, dude. Yeah, man. Like, I was... And, like, most of those games are terrible. Um, <laughs> Like, I got the the platinum for Ghostwire Tokyo. That game sucks. <laughs> it's that, it's that, that doesn't suck. It's just, like, not a great platinum. Not a great game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. More like just one of those games where I wish it was better. Um, wow. But then... Uh, I'm, I'm a little confused at something I read uh, here. Um, your first your... trophy of the year? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the first trophy of the year, it says, uh, is knocking down Kingpin, uh, from which I earned on December 11th, 2019. Um, is that which... your first trophy ever? No. Like, wait. On PS5? Or PlayStation? Oh, shit. That would have been my first on PS4. Because the first game In I played... I, I got I got my... Um, playstation uh black friday 2019 oh dude that's crazy i know and then so my that's latest trophy is from the 12th three years later uh and it's from uh 
Midnight Suns. You Marvel shill, you. Oh, yeah, I didn't even notice that. That's weird. <laughs> All with the Marvel. I know. Uh, how about you? What What is your trophy situation like here? Um... Okay, three platinums. My hope is to be four. I got 246 new trophies. Um, three platinums, that would be Horizon, Jack and Dexter, and what was the other one? There's another one I got a platinum in, clearly, because it says here. I can't remember off the top of my head. I wish I could click on it, but I yeah. can't. So um, uh, it wasn't Returnal. I can tell you that right now. No. Oh, Stray, Stray, Stray. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, 18 gold, 42 silver, 183 bronze. My first trophy was in 2012, uh, Uncharted 2 Among Thieves Game of the Year. Uh, I guess Uncharted 1 didn't have trophies? That Is doesn't that make true? sense. I don't know yeah, if don't that's know. true. That seems odd if that would be the case. PlayStation 3 had... Whatever. Maybe yeah, I played I Uncharted 2 first. So I'm like, well, I say this one's the better one. Um, and then the last one I got was Perry from Neon White um, on 12-9, which that's also not true because I got a bunch in God of War recently. Yeah, I think it's it's like I think there was a cutoff date. Oh, OK. So it's like mean? when it was. OK, okay maybe. Got, I don't got, know. So, yeah, that makes sense, I guess. So, yeah, there's. So last category here, uh, PlayStation Plus games. This is like nothing. <laughs> this is just an ad. Um, <laughs> I like what is the what is my stat here? Because <laughs> it, it basically says I had access to eight hundred and thirty three games, which just isn't true, right? Like, cause so you only add, you missed a bunch of the free games. These were the monthly added games. You only added eleven of the ones that you got for free. Oh, sure. Okay. Um, um, your top online multi- multiplayer game was... I can't even read that. It's, it's so Resident Evil 6. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> Sorry, everyone, that that's my top multiplayer game of the year. Well, yeah, this doesn't make sense, too. You played Fortnite. Fortnite is literally... Yeah, I don't know what, what this an is An online measuring. multiplayer. Maybe they mean co-op. Maybe they mean... I don't know what they mean. No, Go home, Sony. You're drunk. <laughs> And so, uh, what do you got here? Um, oh, you you uh, downloaded thirty three of these games. I mean, I'm a, I'm a, I, I, uh, it means I miss some. Or no, I think I do it pretty much every month, just to like have them. Sounds about right. Yeah, because sometimes I have like three a month. So yeah. maybe I missed. I didn't do. I don't think I did December yet. So that'd be three more thirty six. Yeah. So there you go. And Look you, at me. You, your top multiplayer game is Grand Theft Auto Online. And that was all me just like going through menus because that game is the most fucking intentional <laughs> yes. ass game I have ever played in my life. Yeah. Um, it yeah. is painful at points. Um, but I guess if I only played it for four hours online, that's like one mission that I did. Um, yeah. yeah, this is probably the least interesting category. Yeah. So there you go. That is our year in review in terms of PlayStation stuff. There's a Switch one that we'll probably talk about next week or something. Ooh, maybe not. Because you're going to make me find out what my password is. Though I do actually know my <laughs> Switch password more so than my other ones. Because every time I log into my uh, my uh, the store, I have to log in with it. Because oh, sure. Parental controls. Someone, yeah, I was going to say worried about someone getting on there. And just yeah, buying my mom's so like, all right, card. Justin, I know how much you have a spending problem when you buy things digitally. Sure, and I'm like, sure. but mom, I actually bought Pokemon hard copies so I can play both and get all the legendaries from both of them. Oh, not that, makes sense. that makes sense. That makes mom. sense. Oh, Justin, you been playing anything else? Yes, God of War. I'm on the road to a platinum, Peter. And You're going to do it. 
uh maybe i mean i'm to the point when i'm like more through than not so there's a couple things updated for it Mm -hmm. um really the only like big new open world is that crater one right the crater yeah everything else is just like not cool (laughs) yeah everything else is like the more traditional like metroidvania stuff like just like go through and find the other stuff um peter i'm gonna look you in the face my goal is to get my goal is to get the platinum yeah i don't think i can fucking do it these fucking berserkers what am i doing wrong am i that bad at video games peter no, 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 no. I think some of them are not like great. I think the hitboxes, uh, hitbox, uh, are like TM. not great in some of those. Um, yeah, I like I put the difficulty down to, to easy. Yeah, and I trouble. am I am struggling with them. Like maybe I'm just like getting like the late version ones because the first one I, I played was in um, Svartalheim. And uh, that was the there's like two of them that come at you and they mm-hmm. both were like oh, yeah. well beyond my level with like skill and stuff. But like I'm just not getting like upgrades for my Blades of Chaos and stuff like that in order to like have those at like top level and stuff. And I don't get enough upgrade materials to upgrade my weapons. How do you do this, man? Like, is this really going to be the game I can't beat because I can't beat these fucking berserkers on easy? I would focus if you don't have your blades and stuff upgraded yet, focus on all of the other stuff because you will I, I don't think you get a whole, uh, maybe you do i don't know i would say focus on the other activities and then come back to the berserkers and do those I, last I've, yeah i've literally just stopped doing them because like it, it's like what like the one this one i did it was like it wasn't a skull level and i was like knocking my head into the wall and i was like yeah. legitimately like getting angry at it so like that might be the one barrier because i can handle all the tedious work of finding those fucking ravens and like getting lost in these like stupid levels and whatever um but like i have to say I know there's a lot that happens after the game, but like, I don't know how much significant stuff happens after the game other than that crater area. Sorry if I'm spoiling anything. Um, but that like, comes part way through the game. I think that's fine. Yeah. So there, there is like a bigger open world, but like all the other stuff is just kind of like, eh. um, I like it there's was fun. Oh, go on. I was, like, there's a prison part you go to and I thought yeah. this was going to be like another like bigger area, but it's just like, uh, here's a very simple puzzle with these like things you got to move up in the middle, uh, and yeah. then open up all the cages and then you get a little bit of story stuff, but it's like, okay. I thought it was fun going around the world and just like, like seeing the little bits and pieces of like, Oh, this person's over here. This is what happened to this guy. You know what I mean? Like yeah, Trace's yeah. friend is like out and about or, um, searcher's wife is out like crying and you can hear her like like i thought that sort of stuff was kind of cool. like this might do you get to find searcher's wife uh i didn't okay. but I, I like someone commented like oh that's searcher's wife like yeah yeah crying. you like 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 uh your character says that and you're like oh, yeah um yeah I don't, I don't know if you can like actually find her or if she's just like in that realm somewhere but, just um, she wasn't in the prison just letting everyone know that. Did you go back to Jotunheim? Uh, not yet. That's that's one of the other ones I have to to do. I, I've I've cleared off the dwarf area. I've cleared out the elf area. I've cleared out the ice area, which was easy to do. Um, yeah. And I started the forest area with the crater stuff. Yeah, that, that stuff I think is is a lot, but I do think it's really cool. Um, Especially like like the backstory on Kratos's wife and stuff. Um, it, I, to I think me, awesome. to me, like when I'm playing through it, I feel like that's another worthy post game content thing. That is like, yes. oh, this is actually stuff to do. Everything else has just been like, yeah. Like, there's give me a some lot missed of, echoes. 
there is a lot of like busy work with some of that stuff, but I think that the crater stuff is really good. And I thought that, um, I don't know if you did that side quest with, uh, Freya's wedding day stuff. I thought that was okay as well. Um, that's, that's also in Vanaheim. Yeah, Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, uh, I, I, I would say go do everything else and then come back to the berserkers. Um, yeah, I think I'm like at thir- I said 31. I think I'm a little bit further than that at this point in it. It's like 30 like hours, 34. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's fine. I'll, I'll probably beat it. I think you can do it. I think you can do it. Did you do, the, uh, did you do the, um, no spoilers that did you find the final credits? Yeah. Yeah. Good scene. You're, you explaining that to me was better than actually seeing it. You think so? What? Yeah. I would, nothing, no, nothing wrong with that scene. I just think you did like a better job of oh, well, doing it. You, you, I, Peter Hunspitek is the winner for best game direction for talking me. about a cutscene. I, I will. Me. I will. I have no power in this Sony Santa Monica, but I'm hiring you. Oh, fuck. I would love to work for them. <laughs> I have no qualifications other than just like, I like storytelling. Um, just the way the, the final line of that scene, I think, is like one of those like, oh, like I'm like yeah. gasping for air. Um, yeah. But uh, are you enjoying the platinum hunt? No. Oh, no. Oh, tell no, me I'm why. I, just no, it's just busy work. It's just yeah, it's, it feels like so much more busy work than in the first game. I felt like the first game was pretty consistently better busy work and like less busy work. This one just seems like. Well, I got to spend three hours in this realm and check all these boxes off. And when the other one, I didn't quite feel that that much of it because it's smaller in scale. This one is just so much bigger. Yeah. That a lot of this stuff is just make me roll my, roll my eyes a little bit more with it. Um, and I just don't think it's paced quite as well as um, the main story, obviously, or like what the story was in terms of being as big and epic. And like even like the stuff with the character interaction. Oh, look at you. What are you saying? Have you done the the fireplace yet? Mm mm. Okay, that might be enough for you to quit. <laughs> Why? Uh, it's just like combat trials that you have to replay several times over again. Oh, there's also like tr- combat trials in the in the the place with the raven. Place. Yeah, yeah. Do you not, have to do those or no? Nope, literally not okay. at all. Those are just training. It looked like. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um. No, but no. The the one in uh, Musepelheim is is or Musepelheim, whatever it's called, is is pretty. It's pretty Fireplace. bad. Yeah, I turned I turned the difficulty down to story because I was like, uh, this is not testing me. Like, this is just this is testing my patience, not my ability. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, if you have trouble with those berserkers, though, what I would always do is I would open uh, by um, using all of my runic abilities. So, like, do the two with the I would I would do two with the axe right and then I would do, switch to the knives and do two with the, the blades of chaos and then do two with the spear and then I'd use a, my um uh, uh uh what is it called uh relic yeah I would use my relic use the one if you can get the one with um <laughs> the mirror's eyes where he shoots the bifrost out of his head oh, that's pretty um, cool use that one that's pretty easy uh, and then I would use I would activate the rage. And I uh, have rage mode to um, th- there's like three different options you can do, right? You can like make it heal you. You can make it do what it does in the first game or you can make it like do like serious damage or kill a single enemy. And I would have it on the serious damage one and then just do four of those all in a row. Um, and like that would like do a pretty significant chunk of their health bar. Um, but I thought you were going to say I thought you were going to say go to the my guide online, which you kind of gave me an in-person guide. Yeah, so there you go. I mean, I've 
played 81 hours of God of War Ragnarok. I do know <laughs> what I'm talking about. Um, well, I hope you, I wish you luck. I hope you enjoy it more than you are. <laughs> I just, I just hate that I'm not loving this game more. I know what you mean. You know what I mean? I like, I, 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 there's nothing wrong with it. It's just like not, I'm not like happy yeah. playing I'm it. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I still play it though because I'm a broken human being, I guess. Uh, I feel similarly about the Callisto Protocol. <laughs> uh oh. I beat it. I beat it. Uh, I think the, the second half of that game is downright bad. Really? Like, I thought the first half was like flawed but enjoyable. I think the second half is like really bad. They turn it into an action game. Uh, which is not like it's not built to be an action game, but they like don't know what to do because they're like, well, Dead Space 2 had them on a train with like a bunch of enemies jumping onto it. So like, let's just do that. But like you can't do it like like the the systems just aren't built for that. And then when you die, you're reset, not to the beginning of the train ride, but to the area before the train, before you do your shopping in the store. So if you didn't want to upgrade three things, which I had to do, you would have to upgrade them every single time. Watch the animation go to the train, open all four treasure chests that are on the train, sell the loot that you don't want, go back to the train, start it, only to get killed within, I don't know, minute and a half of being on the train. It's bad, man. Um, the final boss, I'm not like I'm not going to spoil it necessarily, but um, the whole game has been about melee combat and with like a little bit of shooting. The final boss, you can't melee. And if it touches you one time, you die instantly. It, mm. is, it is like a really, really, really poor final encounter for like it's just antithetical to like what the rest of the video game is about it, it, i i was disappointed i was disappointed to say the very least did, did you like the game less because of the second half or have you been cons- okay like significantly it's just one of those things where like i you could see what it was going for in the first half but it was just like oh i don't know like the execution just like isn't 100 there but like i don't know maybe we'll it'll get better uh, but first of all the game like plays all of its cards instantly like nothing is nothing like i know being scared is subjective right but like nothing is scary in the game nothing is like shocking or mem- memorable because like every single thing that's going to happen happens within the first like two to three hours and then it's just more of that um as it goes and and worse right because like i said like they just start throwing more enemies at you and then like this final boss is just like an encounter that like it's just not what the game is about you know like I, <laughs> yeah it was it was disappointing to me in, in my opinion well i'm sorry to hear that um i'm less likely to pick that up until it's free yeah i would say don't do it or just borrow my oh. copy i've got a physical Ooh, one you do got the physical one i'm two trophies away from having a platinum which is the one you're not gonna do I'm not going to do either of them because one of them is beat the game on hard and but, it's really, but, you but can there, just, there's an exploit where you load your save at the last checkpoint and then run to the end. Um, and they fixed that. And by fix that, I mean, they tried to fix it and just bugged out that whole hard trophy. So people oh, who, who beat, who beat the game on hard legitimately, um, the game why, is not popping like, for dude, them. Dude, why do you want to fix that? Just fucking keep it. It just, it's just like one of those just things keep where it. like, just keep who it. Who cares? It's fine. Who cares? Yeah, just leave it. Um, and then Not also, you, uh, I missed, I missed one, one, um, uh, audio log <laughs> in like the second chapter and there is no new game plus there is no, um, yeah, yeah, I'm sure they will. Th- they said they're going to add it and there's no chapter select, but just like, there's no reason for me to go back and do it. Well, like, and regardless, even if you get that one, you have to fucking, play I would have to do it hard. on hard. Right. Yeah. Like, so no, um, yeah, I just like, just what a disappointment. Um, 
it's like I've, I'm really torn though because like I I was very disappointed in it, but at the end of the day, like I still like there's some part of me that still does like it for some stupid reason. You know what I mean? But yeah, it's a shame. It's a shame, really. No, well, when Dead Space One remake comes out, you can be disappointed all over again. No, but like that's the thing though. Like I was like look, looking at like some of the stuff that they're doing with that. I'm like, this looks so good. <laughs> this looks so good. <laughs> I'm going to love it. It comes out in a month. I'm going to love like I think I'm going to love it. And like that's the only thing that's sort of getting me through this is like, well that sucked, but hey, Dead Space is coming back. And it's not what? like from what it seems like it's not a beat for beat remake of that game. It seems to be like a pretty solid like reimagining of it. But um, what if ev- they took everything you liked about that game out of it? What if by making Isaac Clarke talk, he like becomes like it just ruins the game. That's it's what like, they did oh. in Dead Space 2. That's, so, what, that's what made Dead Space 2 so excellent, though. Yeah, but... But, yeah. What they tried if, to do that, by the mean? way. They tried to do that in Callisto Protocol. Um, remember how we when we played Dead Space 2, um, you were seeing Nicole, like Nicole, like visions of her, like jumping around and being scary at you? Um, they tried to do that with the guy who dies in, the, in your ship at the very beginning of the game, but it happens so infrequently. It happens like three times in the whole game. Um, and also like, it's very unclear what the relationship is. <laughs> like, it just seems like the main character works with them. Like he's just his coworker. And yeah, like, I guess you'd be pretty roughed up if someone you knew died, like, especially like in a really gruesome grisly way. But like, yeah, it like, it just, it made it seem like he had this like emotional connection to this guy who he just like never seemed like he cared about or talked to or anything like that. But there you <sighs> go. Inclusive protocol. 10 out so of 10. It goes. Liked it better than the medium. Uh, I did like it better than the medium. Wow, and you fucking were just shitting on that game for the past <laughs> 10 minutes. I was, I was. Yeah, yeah. Well, oh, hey, well, thank you, you listeners, so much for joining us on Hitbox. I don't even think I said the number of the episode. Hitbox uh, number 123. 123, baby. 123. It's easy. Um, Wait, yeah. Same yeah. page. Sure, you were, I was close. I liked it. Um, thanks so much for joining us. As always, thank you to our deluxe Patreon podcast producers. That is Jay Noll and Dave Parker. If you are interested in getting that 30 minute bonus episode, I mean, there's like a 30 minute bonus episode every single week. So we've got like 25 of these things. Um, go ahead and hop on over to patreon.com slash hitboxpod. If not, all good. Join us on discord. Link to that description of the episode. Follow us on Twitter. If that's still around, um, we're, t- we're gonna be talking about like game of the year stuff like pretty soon yeah yeah it's coming up soon game of the year preview to 2023 all that yeah. fun stuff we we are oh man I, I wonder what my game of the year is gonna be oh it can't be it can't be the it? medium again can it no no you tried but to the get, hitbox I, one can be again yeah i guess it is a, yeah we do yeah if, if you want to lobby for the medium again you're welcome to do a filibuster make i will every 11 hour I, episode I, yeah. I I have a lot. I I'll just do a playthrough of it. Probably won't be eleven hours. It's probably like four. I'll be bored in the first three hours. No, yeah, I'll be I, bored in the first forty-five minutes. I was gonna say it is not a riveting opening <laughs> or conclusion, or middle or end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, thanks so much for listening. We will catch you next time. Always remember, old games are old. Bye. Bye.
stop recording. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>